either by Shauna Spin Love, baby. And she gon' spin love and time. Helping you to master your self-image so you can master your life. Hey, hey, this is episode seven. Okay, appearance. This is the most obvious part of your self-image. The thoughts and beliefs you have about the way that you look. When you look in the mirror, what does your brain say about you? When you see yourself naked, what does your brain offer you? When you dress up for an event and you go there and there are people skinnier than you or prettier than you, what do you say to yourself? What thoughts do you have about your clothes or your hair or your nose or your chin or your butt or your boobs? What about your stomach? What about your feet? What about your legs? What about your knees? Do you worry about people seeing you? Do you feel self-conscious at the swimming pool? What about being naked in front of your partner? I want you to start thinking about all the thoughts that run through your head on a daily basis about your body and the way that you look. Okay, so I grew up doing gymnastics, a lot of gymnastics. I was at the gym probably four days a week for at least four hours working on my skills. I was so strong and flexible and could do some really amazing tricks like backflips on the balance beam or a straddle back from the high bar to the low bar. I could sprint really fast, and I could do amazing tumbling passes on the floor. I loved gymnastics, and I loved competing. You'd think I would have had a really great self-image about my body and the way that it looked, right? No. I would cry about how big my butt and legs were every time I went shopping, and I couldn't find pants that fit my muscular, my muscular legs and my tiny waist. I remember telling my mom that when I got older, I was just going to get a boob job because it was too hard to find a bra that fit my muscular back and my small boobs. Then after having babies and looking back at pictures, my legs were actually so hot. (laughs) I wish I would have known. I had really nice legs. Or like knowing what size I used to wear and now being in bigger sizes. I remember like, I wish I would have known how nice my body was or how cute it was or how cute I was, right? Fast forward, and now I've had five babies, and I've been so many different shapes and sizes over the last 15 years, and right now, I weigh more than I ever have outside of pregnancy, but I love my body more than I ever have in my entire life. Are you an enemy or a friend to yourself? What would you say to me if I was feeling bad about my stretch marks and saggy stomach and jiggly booty? Do those things matter to you if you are my friend? Like, I can't be friends with her because her love handles are just way too much. No, no way. We don't do that. That's how we treat ourselves. Our thoughts create our emotions. So let's see. One of the thoughts that I've had my whole life is that my butt is too big. One emotion that might show up when I think that thought is embarrassment. And think about it. When you feel embarrassed, what do you do? Do you hide? Do you wear clothes that are too big? Do you try to fix things with dieting or avoiding leg workouts, maybe? When you walk into a room of friends, instead of just having a good time with them, you are embarrassed about your butt and you stand close to the wall. You wonder what people are thinking and you're not present. A prominent plastic surgeon said, if you have a distorted self-image, no amount of plastic surgery can fix that. He would operate on these people and no matter how perfect he got their noses or their chins or their cheekbones, They didn't like it. They didn't think they were pretty. They didn't accept themselves. What does it sound like up in your brain? Suck that in. You need to work out more. If only I had actually started working out three months ago when I wanted to the the first time. This shirt looks dumb. Your stomach hangs over those shorts. 
Too bad you suck and can't make good food choices. Your nose is too big. Your ears are not even. I wish my chin was different. You're too big. You're too small. You aren't pretty enough. You're too pretty. What's actually going on in your head? Those thoughts up there are creating emotions. And your emotions drive your actions. So the way that you're showing up in the world is a direct reflection of your self-image, of your the thoughts and beliefs you have about your appearance. Okay, so I have a client who gained weight to be more accepted by the women she was trying to be friends with. This woman is very driven, successful, happy, energetic, funny, and smart. But she was having a hard time making friends. And somewhere along the path, she felt more accepted by them if she was a little heavier or struggling with weight. She made up that she needed to carry extra weight to be approachable, accepted, not too perfect. In what areas of our lives do we do this? We change the way that we dress. We change our hair. We change, you know, we wear our makeup a certain way or we dress a certain way or we wear certain shoes to be more accepted. Appearance isn't just your body shape, though. It has a lot to do with your hair, your makeup, your clothes, and the way that you present yourself. The last couple of years, I've really been branching out with the clothes I like to wear. I recognized I was having thoughts like, oh, I could never wear that. I'm not that cool. I'm not brave enough. What will people think if I wear that? It's too much. It's not what I normally wear. It's not what people my age are wearing. (laughs) When I noticed these thoughts, I realized I was dressing for other people and not myself. I especially noticed this with my husband. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think there's anything wrong with wearing clothes that your significant other likes on you. But I wouldn't buy or wear things I liked because I thought he wouldn't like it. When I was selling makeup and specifically lipstick, so many people said to me, I can't wear lipstick because it makes me look like a clown. I found this very interesting. Like, when you see other people wearing lipstick, do you think they look like clowns? No, most of the time you don't. So why on earth would that be something that you would say to yourself? Or they'd say, I can't wear bright colors because it draws too much attention. Like, why don't you want attention, my dear? Those are the thoughts we want to look at. The thoughts and beliefs about your appearance are just sentences in your head that you are choosing to believe, whether you know it or not. But where do these thoughts come from? Sometimes it's our brain just making shit up, but most of the time it's things we've heard and seen seen along the path of life that we held on to. My husband thought he was fat as a little kid because of something his mom asked his doctor in front of him. I thought there was something wrong with my butt because I couldn't find pants and I always, I was always told that I got the family bubble butt. The thoughts and beliefs that we hold on to come from society, showing us in magazines, commercials, and movies what's attractive or desirable. We pick things up on social media. These thoughts could come from comments made by our, by our parents, a doctor, friends, coworkers, our kids. The random neighbor, the jerk at the gym, someone online. These beliefs come from past experiences. These thoughts and beliefs come from lessons taught at church. When we start looking at our self-image, it can be really easy to feel angry at the comments or sad for the girl who believed them, and that's okay. Let those emotions be there. But moving forward, you can have her back by not believing it anymore. You can process your anger and not let those comments hurt anymore. Your own self-talk can be stronger than the outside influences. These thoughts and beliefs that you picked up along the way are not their fault. Your brain latched onto them and you believed them. The thoughts and beliefs you have about your appearance are just sentences in your brain that you have believed. And it's not a problem or wrong or bad. It's just what happened. And looking at it that way allows us to be more compassionate with ourselves and allows us to change them. 
you can start being your own best friend right now. When you look in the mirror, you can stop the auto-negative thoughts and intentionally say something nice to yourself. When you go shopping, you can pick something new and out of your comfort zone and tell yourself that you look amazing in it. Something that I did was that I started recognizing the clothes that I wanted or that I thought were cute, but automatically my brain was like, eh, that, that's too much, you can't pull that off, or it's too bold or whatever. And I started buying those clothes that felt a little scary. <laughs> when your husband tells you he loves your naked body, you can just let him love you. And you can love your naked body too. Notice the harmful thoughts that come up. Notice when you want to hide or feel like you need to make excuses for the way that you look. Notice that inner mean girl. It's important to note that you can love your body now and still desire to change it. In fact, to be able to make lasting changes, you must love your body. Start smiling at yourself in the mirror. Be your own hype girl. Congratulate yourself for taking care of your body. Thank your body for taking care of you and carrying you through this life. Wear the clothes that you feel cute in. Stop letting those automatic negative sentences in your brain hold so much weight. You are a glorious being and you deserve better. Be kind to yourself. Love yourself without the condition of looking better first. And that, my friends, is how you wear the damn pants. Wear the damn pants. Wear the damn pants. Wear the damn pants. What you got to say? Wear the damn pants podcast. Hosted by Shauna Spin Love, baby. And she gonna spin love and time. Helping you to master your self-image so you can master your life. Believe in your abilities anything is possible. You be true to yourself, there's no way you can't go.